Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hi. another episode of Romy and Dan's High School Reunion Podcast. Romy, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. And who is our lovely guest today? We're so excited that Laura Powers is here. <laughs> Laura- What's up, Laura? I'm amazing. So Laura is a celebrity psychic. And you're also an actress, model, spokesperson, host. Um, is there anything have, you do not do? Yes. Accounting. Accounting. <laughs> but she is not an accountant. No, she is not an accountant. So uh, that puts an end to that podcast. Yes. Thank uh, you for tuning in. Yes. We'll catch you next time. Actually, it's been a fantastic conversation. Um, so, uh, Where Laura. Are you from? Yeah. Thanks so, for having it. Thanks for coming on the show. And yeah. let's, 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 yeah, let's start this thing. Okay. Where are you from? Yeah. So <laughs> I was born in France. Oh. Moved to the United States when I was a girl. So French was actually my first language. So unless you are very much paying attention to, you know, specific nuances, you can't tell. But I came here when I was little, moved first to California and then to Colorado, which is where my mom's family is from. So I consider Colorado my home state. But yeah, California always has a special place in my heart as well. And of course, France. Can you yeah. speak a little French for us? Uh, je parle un peu de français, un petit peu, mais j'oublie. I heard the je, nuance not there. Suis, uh, très petit. <laughs> you say you don't speak French anymore, you forgot a lot of it, right? Is that yeah. you, j'oublie, yeah, I heard forget. Yeah, yeah. I speak yeah. a little bit of French, but yeah. I forget. Um, yeah. I when, very little. When you go over there, I, I mean, I assume you go over there, do you go over there a lot? or? Um, I was just there about <clears throat> three weeks ago. Um, so not to the part of France where I was born. I was born in like northeastern France, but okay. I love the French Riviera. <laughs> Who uh, doesn't? There. Yeah, so I was just there for MIPCOM and earlier this year for the Cannes Film Festival. Ooh, oh, very nice. fancy yeah. of you. Do, you. do do you feel that uh, being in the environment of France, you, you start you pick it up again? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. just being around the language. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to, for example, just be there for a longer period of time. But it's it's funny because in some of these places, as soon as you I open my mouth, you you know they can tell that it's um, not my main language. And so yeah, anymore, right? So they immediately. Switch to English. I'm like, no, I'm oh, trying really? to practice. <laughs> do they do they appreciate when you? Oh, totally. Yeah. No, in fact, even if you only speak like, please and thank you, I still recommend when you're traveling in France to yeah. try because most people, even if they switch to English immediately, will still appreciate that you're trying. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I've I've gone there, I think about three or four years in a row. And I just love, you know, merci and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I mean, ev- everything else, no, I, I cannot. But they, I, I guess they do appreciate. Yeah. Um, but then there are some that are just like, what do you want? That's because <laughs> your accent probably sucks. Yeah, it probably does. I've, I'm not denying that at all. I'm not denying that my accent sucks. They don't want to hear their beautiful language torn to shreds. Aww. I'm just joking. It is, it, to me, it, it is one of the most beautiful languages in the world. Um, and, and Italian. Italian is so sing-songy. Yeah, it really is. Um, what's what's funny for me is that so when I came here into the US, I was in ESL classes because again I didn't speak English. Um and everyone else around me spoke Spanish and so Wait, I, ASL I, American Sign Language? E- ESL. Oh ESL. Yeah, English is a second language. <laughs> okay. And everyone else spoke Spanish besides me. I was the only, you know, little French kid <laughs> in the class, especially growing up in Colorado. You minority is, you. Yeah. And so I grew up hearing a lot of Spanish and and then I've since traveled a lot in Mexico. And so I, I do speak a tiny bit of Spanish. And what's funny is like Sometimes when I go to France, I, I kind of like almost start to try to speak Spanish because that's the one that I've spoken more recently. And I'm like, wait, that's the wrong foreign language. <laughs> and they just look at you like, yeah. what? <laughs> who is this person? Who is well, some this of them person? do speak Spanish and it's some of the words are close. So they can at least yeah. get the idea. Well, the Europeans I found can speak about five to six languages mm-hmm. fairly fluently. Yeah. They it's, kind of have to because they're just so surrounded yeah, right. by... 
It's kind of harder cultures. here because yeah. it's because unless, we're surrounded by just a bunch of other Americans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, unless you're in a minority group or like I was in ESL with a lot of you know. But yeah. that's not. The well, I was fluent in Korean up until I was about nine years old. Oh, that wow. was I learned that alongside English, and um, I. We used to go to Korea every summer and I would not speak English. All of my family's like, oh, they want to hear me and my brother speak English. I was so shy. I would not speak English at all. So I would speak Korean the entire time. And I don't know or why at around 9, 10, it just all went. So yeah. none at all. Oh no, I can speak basic. Well, let's like, hear it. like you're no. Impress me. I I wouldn't. I, mean, not, I would have anybody. no idea if um, it was impressive <laughs> or not. But why but, not? Mm, see, he put you, me on the spot. You get me to speak Australian. <laughs> That's you speaking Australian. <laughs> G'day, mate. How you going? There you go. Um, That's my. No, I can talk to probably another nine-year-old, younger and younger. I, when my nephew and niece were born, I was able to, to communicate with them. Now that they're teenagers, absolutely not. Right. But it, it was sad because I wasn't able to communicate with my grandmother, who I was very close to. And so I always had a translator translate for her. So even on her uh, deathbed, when I was mm-hmm. saying goodbye, I had to have my mom and my sister-in-law translating what I had to say. So that is the one regret that I do have about not staying fluent. Yeah. I really wish that I had kept it up as a kid, but I'm very stubborn as my mom can attest to. And so when we came, you are too. Yeah. So when we came to the United States, to me, I was like, why should he speak French? No one else here speaks French. Like, but now I'm you're like, do ah. that. And now I'm like, oh, I wish I had kept speaking French. Well, that's like me, me at school. I think we studied, we studied Chinese and Italian. You studied Chinese and Italian. Really? Yes. Oh, there's a huge Asian population. Oh, in massive in Australia. Australia. Yeah. 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 We, yeah it's like, relatively closer to China than a lot of other places. Well, China basically runs Australia. They wow. own, they own so many. Um, they had to actually stop, put a stop to it. The government had to put a stop to it because, like Chinese businesses, buying. would just come in and buy apartments so and, and properties, and they were just empty. And a lot that of, happens in China too because I used to live in Shanghai and like what? Invest, oh, yeah. God, where have you not lived? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to South America, yeah. which is kind of amazing. And I'll, I'll, oh, neither have I. Just just quickly, our former uh, prime minister wanted us wanted uh, every Australian to like have to learn um, Chinese. Wow, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, but he's not in power now. <laughs> but there are a lot of Australians <clears throat> in China as well. Yeah, like that yeah. really struck yeah. me when I was there. Oh, really? But, mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I, I would have loved, I would have loved to have continued just learning it. Like now, when I look back, I'm like, ah, oh, say something I... for us. Sorry, <laughs> say something for us. Oh, I, I can't remember any of. Uh, I, can, I, I think I can speak Italian to ten, like you know, uno, due, tre, quattro, cinque, sei, sette, otto, nove, dieci, undici. No, I want to hear the Chinese. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> um, uh, oh, what is? It? I don't know. No, never mind. Continue the conversation. Okay. So, I'll, 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 I'll I randomly to, blurt out something. I re- only remember like very specific phrases in Chinese, and I'm probably going to butcher that pronunciation. But Wuyao, um, what was it? Ni hao. Yeah, I remembered mm-hmm. how to like order my shoe size, which was um, because I have like <laughs> large right. feet for China. <laughs> so I was like, I would be like, do you have this? And most of the time they'd be like, no. <laughs> I'm like, get out of here, Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, well, just big in general. So it depends on like in China, um, you know, Northern China, she, people she, might be, yeah. What does that mean? Thank you. Think, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Northern China, people might be taller because um, it's closer to like, you know, 
uh, Russia, for example. Um, and then in Southern China, people are, are usually pretty short. Um, and I was in Shanghai where I was still pretty tall and also just large. So like, this is my size. If you can see like in the US, I'm thin. Like a, yeah, extra small or small. And the first time I bought a pair of pants in Shanghai was the triple XL. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, good thing I don't have a complex. That, that, was, that was like, I've... That would a, still give me a complex? <laughs> I've ordered jackets online that have like really cool jackets that have come from China. Yeah. And I've had to order like extra, extra, extra large and it still didn't fit. Yeah. It was crazy. I'm like, oh man. Oh my It was just crazy. It was such cool clothes though. Yeah. They yeah. have a great fashion sense. Yeah. I will say that I, I follow some um, Chinese celebrities and um, they're not even celebrities, but they're more like bloggers. And I, oh, I'm like, wow, they're so fashionable there. That was a surprise to me for some reason. Mm. And they're mm. very brand conscious. Yeah. Like, very brand conscious. What's, what's, the, what's the pop music? What's it called? What's the... Uh... Kind of the, oh, the big name for it. It's well, there's like K-pop. K-pop. And, that's yeah. that's what. I'm, oh, oh, like that's, that's Korean. That's Korean. But, <laughs> but that's, I don't know if that's what you're talking about. But that's popular, actually. It's, it's very so popular, popular in yeah. China yeah. and in Japan. And then there's J-pop in J-pop. Japan. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of the. Um, I was trying to learn Korean again, so I started watching K drama, which is mm. actually pretty good. <laughs> and um, and so watching it, and I would like read. I would on Wikipedia, like what it's about. And then you see the ratings and where it's popular. The Chinese love K-drama and K-pop. And it was quite a surprise to me because I'm not, I don't feel Korean anymore. I mean, I was born and raised here and it's the mother country, you don't look I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said before that you think that you're an absolute mix of something. Well, no, I said <clears throat> something, there must be a mix because my, my mother has hazel green eyes. And so do all of her sisters. And my hair is actually naturally very, not super curly, but definitely wavy. Uh And her grandfather, my grandfather, her father was the same way. And then I said, my dad, they're all giants. They're all 6'1 and above. And the women are 5'7 and above. And so I, and that is really unusual for, especially back then. Yeah. Now it's not so unusual, but, you know, back in their time, that is, and in fact, when my father died, the the coroner actually it's on his death certificate unusually tall for an Asian man. <laughs> That's so funny. Why, why would the coroner put that on there? I have no idea, but my mother actually said that because I didn't realize the difference. I was saying, you know, oh yeah, dad was apparently he was six one, and my mom says, yeah, he was really tall. A lot of people used to ask him about his height, and I was yeah. like, why? She goes, because it's unusual for him to be that tall during that era. Yeah. And um, she was, it was, it was even on a death certificate. I was like, what? Is it? Yeah, never mind. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, have you thought about getting an Ancestry.com? You should. Or one of you should totally it's should. super fascinating. Yeah. I, I recommend it. <laughs> I do, but I also, which, you know, my, my mother's side, I mean, it goes back. She comes from a very aristocratic and royal line. Um, I don't talk about it a lot. I don't think I've talked about it with you a lot, no. but there is so much actually history. It's like my 16th great grandfather. There are actually books written on him and they make movies and TV shows. And he's really? a direct, I'm a direct descendant. And the property that we have that's been passed down um, for 16 generations. And so it's been fairly mapped out, but they were also travelers because they had the money to travel. And so where were they going? Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to say, you know, because... Have you ever thought of like really tracking the history? 
Well, the history has been tracked, but it's just how do you know if they've been canoodling? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Sowing their royal oats, that that kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And my grandmother was a part of the Lee dynasty, the the main branch of the Lee dynasty. So the Lees and the Parks got together, and uh, because that's how it was, the rich had to marry the rich, the titled had to marry the titled, and um, so I know that it's fairly documented. Mm. I just don't know who went astray. Well, that, that's what you should find out. But how do you find that out? I don't know. What are your do a TV say? show I'm about just kidding. It. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you can definitely get one of those genetic tests and yeah. they, they actually, they can tell a lot from it. It's really fascinating. Yeah, they can also like, tell, like, they can match you up with people exactly. who have similar DNA as you. So you can kind of find cousins and first cousins and things like that. I mean, it's all a big uh, government plot, so they've got track of you. <laughs> Which is what, one of the reasons why I actually don't want to do it. <laughs> oh, you're, you're already on there somewhere. I was going to say, there's already some there, There's already something like, somewhere. Let's <laughs> not give them something else. Yeah. Every time you look into your iPhone, when it uses the face recognition, boom. I don't have face recognition, so really? oh, It knows your codes, though. It knows your codes. I'll share my codes with anybody. That's not a secret. <laughs> it was my, my dog's initials. <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. So if you ever see, get a hold of my phone, my dog's name was... I'm just kidding. <laughs> this and this. Um, so uh, <laughs> we were talking about you. Yeah. Uh, so you came over from France. France. Yeah. And how did you become who you've become today? So ever since I was Short little, story. yeah, I've, I've been sensitive and seen things that other people didn't see. Like what? Like spirits or just... Spirits, okay. energy, entities. Uh, so you actually, kind of you physically see them? I, or? yes, I both see them in the physical reality mm-hmm. as well as I see them in my mind's eye. So in this, this, with the psychic third eye. Oh man. So both. So I was very much like the kid in the sixth sense where I saw um, sometimes ghosts where I didn't, they looked so solid. I didn't even realize they were ghosts. <gasps> so that was the thing that was confusing for me growing up. And I actually thought I was crazy growing up because of that, because in many cases, other people, and most cases, I should say, most people didn't see what I did. Yeah, and that yeah. was clear because they weren't reacting to things. I would do things like call the cops on a ghost, you know, and then the really? cops would show up and I thought there was an intruder in the house. If there's not an intruder, everything's locked from the inside. And then, so I just, you know, figured things out and just didn't talk about it. Cause I, like I said, I thought I was crazy. And then when I was in college, a family friend described a ghost that I'd seen, but never told anyone about. And that's literally the point where I was like, I guess I'm not crazy because... I don't think he can see my hallucination. <laughs> was there ever a point cool where shit. you were talking to a ghost as if you were a person? Oh, yeah. And then a friend be like, what are you doing? It's just like, I'm talking to you. Didn't you see that um, man? It's never happened talking in time, but, but I have one story that was quite funny. So a lot of this stuff started happening when I was a kid. And then I you know, recognized that I was a psychic and started getting training. And, and then... I would say it was better at sensing when someone was a ghost or, you know, not physically there, but not always. I had one experience where I was at a nightclub and a friend of mine was DJing and I was waiting for him to finish, you know, DJing so we could chat or whatever. And so I was sitting upstairs. This is a, a nightclub um, that was in Denver. It's not there anymore, but it's called the Funky Buddha. And upstairs, um, I was on the like sofa and this guy came, sat down and next to me, he sat there and he asked me what time it was. And I looked at my phone and it was exactly midnight, like one, two, zero, zero. And I said, it's midnight. And then we had this little conversation. And then 
my friend came upstairs, uh, who was the DJ. So I excused myself and went and chatted to him. Something about that conversation just struck me as a little odd. And we went downstairs. And then when we were downstairs, I kept waiting for him to come down the stairs because there's only one way up and down at that nightclub. And he didn't. And then I went back up because I was just going to look for him and he wasn't there. And so I was standing at the base of the stairs. He had to have walked by me on his way down. And then I just thought, okay, let me just ask my friend. So I asked my friend, the DJ, like when I, when you came upstairs and you saw me, was I sitting by myself or was I talking to someone? He's like, oh, you were by yourself. (laughs) I was like, he was totally a ghost. And he was just messing with me. He asked me what time it was exactly midnight. And he was just... What did he look like? Was a a ghost flirting with you? (laughs) Actually, he was a little bit flirty. Yeah. Yeah. Youngish, you know, had a baseball cap on. Was he cute? He was pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah. Did go there? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but like, I was certainly, but yeah, sometimes they know they're ghosts. Sometimes they don't. Um, and so, yeah, he was totally messing with me. Did, did oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like, how, how do you like, do you know why the ghost would be messing with you? I like, think sometimes they just, um, and well, first of all, they enjoy interacting with people who can sense them because they Most don't usually get can't. that. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of times I would get ghosts attracted to me and they're just like, oh my gosh, it's like they've been wanting to talk to someone. Like maybe they might be able to interact with other ghosts, but that's it. And so then when a live person sees and senses them, they get, sometimes they get pretty excited. Can Had they ever followed you home? Oh, yeah. From the plane uh, until I got my training, I would have like, I would accumulate them. <laughs> it's a big problem for me. Kind of like ghost town. Yeah. I would like have them in my room while I was trying to sleep at night. They're talking to me. You know, it was a real How did problem. you feel taking a shower and doing all that stuff? Oh, yeah. There are totally peeping Tom ghosts. In fact, I do house clearings for people. And that is something that is a very common thing is for women where they just feel watched. And I'm like, yep, you have a male spirit that's been watching you shower, sleep, Holy whatever. Holy shit. <laughs> that's kind of, in one side, I'm like, that's really kind of. Cool. No, it's not. No, no, it's not cool no, at all. No, what are you no, talking about? No, I mean, about? like, just, just the, like this whole kind of, uh, I don't know, like, I know it's not cool, but I, I don't know how to explain it. I was just like, wow, that's really kind of like a cool subject to talk about. And something people probably don't think about. Yeah, but that's yeah, what I mean. Imagine like, that's a man kind of like, oh, who man, that's... doesn't have someone telling him that he can't look and watch. Yeah, what yeah. are they going to do? <laughs> They're going to. Like, can you, yeah. are you able to get ghosts to do things? For you? Yeah. Uh, like... Like, like, I don't what like you, that person over there. Oh, Can you go. Uh, I really have you seen the frighteners? Yeah, I, I, I suppose you probably could. I really, I don't do that. I really no, wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. I do believe in karma. Yeah. <laughs> have, have, have you seen the frighteners? I haven't. With Wait, Michael the J, the frighteners with Michael J. Fox. No, no, I should see it. Sounds yeah, like. it's um, uh, uh, it's basically he gets these go he sees ghosts he gets these ghosts to kind of like go and haunt a place for him and he's a ghost hunter so he comes in and then like you know. Like gets oh, rid of oh, the gets ghosts, rid of them and yeah. They so, pay him or yeah, they pay him and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. fantastic! That's really yeah, funny. Yeah. I really need that's to see a, that. That's a good business yeah. model. No, it's um, it's 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 cool. It's it's a one of Peter Jackson's who did oh, Lord yeah. of the Rings, one oh, of his God. first films. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I've it's never on the nineties. It yeah. it's really cool. I really like it. Um, I have to check it out. But um, yes, I mean that would be conceivable to do that. Um, you can think of a ghost as like a person whose body has died and their soul has remained here on the earth plane. So yeah. If I wanted to, could probably talk to some of them and, you know, get them to do certain things. But uh, yeah, I really wouldn't ever do that or recommend it. <laughs> so I have a question yeah. and it, it's something that you may or may not be able to answer. But when there is a ghost and they keep their human, how they look, even though it's it was just a, a shell that they were using, why do they retain the way they looked? I mean, can they not just look like anybody else or is that just what they're used to? And why do they not 
cross to the other side? So the, this is a complicated question. Um, they they tend to remain how they looked when they were here because they haven't crossed over. So when you at cross the time them, of death, yeah, okay, uh, they, and they sometimes look as they did when they died, and sometimes they don't automatically. Um, sometimes they just look like you know, let's say they had a really mangly death, they might have some of that, or they might not. Mm. In my experience, yeah. Um, but how when does that they, not freak you out? Well, it did when I was young, okay, for sure. I'll tell you a story in a second. Ooh, um, yeah. Please. So when I was, um, well, before I get into that, let me just finish this other thing. So when they cross over into the light, which is, you know, when a person's body dies, uh, the light, which is like a gateway or portal to the other side, opens up and they cross over. And then once they're on the other side, they have like a past life review. They kind of see the bigger picture and then they can look however they want, honestly. So what's really funny is that let's say I'm channeling someone's grandmother or whatever. She may look like 20 years old because, or she may choose to look like grandmother for, you know, how everyone can recognize her, but she may just doesn't want to look like that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and so, you know, she'll be like, no, I want to be 20 but, or but whatever. That's, that's only if they pass. If they cross over to the other side. But when they're but, here, they usually stay as they okay. were when they were so, here. Can so they you, not choose? I was just going to say, so you can see ghosts that do not pass yes. and ghosts that have passed. Well, when they have passed, they're not a ghost. I, they would spirit. say they're spirit. spirit. I usually refer to them as spirit in the light. Just uh, to okay. clarify. So that means they're, you know, have gone to the other side. And yes, yeah. then they can they can change their form. And, and so another example is, let's say I'm communicating with a, a dog or um, a cat, because I do animal mediumship and animal communication as well. Um, they may actually have preferred a different form. So they may have been like, oh, for yeah. you, they were a chihuahua, but they might show up as a completely different animal a on the other side dog. or the German shepherd. or something like, yeah. yeah. This or is how dog. I thought I was. Yeah. An alligator. It's, it's quite funny because it's yeah. just their preference. Yeah. Uh, wh- how do you but, communicate with animals? Like how do they communicate with you? So some animals are easier for me to communicate with, um, especially animals that have been in human form. Because some of them oh, have their animals. Yeah, this is um, interesting because I'd love to hear about this. Yeah, so there is um, some crossover between, you know, souls that incarnate as animals and, and those that incarnate as humans. So I found that those have incarnated as humans before. They they just kind of understand the sort of human way to communicate our, the way our minds work mm-hmm. and they're easier to communicate with. But animals in general are generally very... Um, telepathic. So that's a lot of what I do for my work is communicating um, telepathically and receiving information that way with guides or with the beings themselves. So I didn't set out to be an animal communicator, but people are so close to their pets. So my human clients would be like, hey, what's going on with my animal? Or, Mm. hey, my animal just passed. I'd love to check in. And so I just started to do it by request. Can you communicate while they're still alive? Yes. (gasps) Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. and like I said, some some are easier to communicate with. Sometimes they'll just kind of like shout out at me. I had one time, it was really, really interesting. I was doing some clearing work at the Sand Creek Massacre site, which is a site in Colorado where a bunch of Native Americans um, were killed. Mm-hmm during the Civil War era. And so I was going to like help some of those ghosts cross over as one does. Right? And I was driving, this is like near Eads, Colorado. And uh, it was December, you know, winter. And like there was this cow on the side of the road and I drove by and this cow like shouted at me psychically. <laughs> this cow was like, Hey, <laughs> move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is my friend who is driving and my videographer, she's, she's pretty psychic as well. And so after this interaction, she said something, but, um, so we're driving down and the cow's like, Hey, he's like, Hey, I think it was a, she actually, Hey, we get cold. 
you know, it's cold. We get cold. We feel cold. <laughs> and I was like, I know. Because <laughs> a lot of people feel like, I don't know, like they don't feel stuff like physically. Yeah. And I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. I'll, you know, try and tell people. So I always do try to tell people like, hey, cows feel, get they get cold. Um, but like, I'm sorry you're being treated that way. And then my my friend who was driving, she's like, what was it about that cow? It was so funny. <laughs> she, oh she picked it up. Yeah. Now I had a question from previous is that why do some souls not cross over into the light? Oh yeah. I knew there was something that I had forgotten to answer. So it's a combination of things. Um, sometimes they're in so much trauma and whatever happened, they just kind of don't even see the light. They're just so caught up in everything that was happening. And many cases they feel like something is unfinished. They don't feel like it's their time to go, or they might be in fear about it. Like fear of hell is a very real thing for a lot of people where they, think so they might you, go to hell. Do you believe in heaven and hell? Um, I've or only seen different? heaven. Yeah. I've only okay. seen what we would think of as heaven. And I think a lot of the ideas of hell are um, kind of man-made and honestly being kind of earthbound or trapped can feel kind of hellish. So in that sense, yeah, but not like a place where souls go to get punished. I think that's a, a human-made yeah. creation. Um you know, when we incarnate, it's about learning. So even if someone does, you know, pretty awful things, my understanding is that they are not then punished to be punished. They may incarnate and ex- come here and experience why that's not a good idea. So do things maybe that were done to them like they did karma, but it's not done in a God. punitive way. It's like, this is why you don't do this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. as an example, let's take Stalin or yeah. Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> or any of the baddies. So let's say they incarnated and they came back. What life might they experience? Like you said, maybe not punitive, but how would... like? And it might be many lifetimes, by the way. Except for some of these things, it's not just a one lifetime lesson. Like these are can be very big things. We, we can have hundreds of lives. So it may take multiple lifetimes to karmically balance and understand some things. So they may have lifetimes where they literally are, you know, imprisoned and suffered and killed. They may have lifetimes where they, uh, yeah, where they're very powerless. Um, I've, this is so fascinating. Uh, so I am generally a, a pretty like live and let live kind of person, you know, like most creatures or whatever, but occasionally there would be like a cockroach that I was like, oh my God, I hate that cockroach. I mean, granted, no one loves cockroaches. That's a given. But sometimes I was like, ooh, cockroach, yuck. And sometimes mm. I was like, oh, I hate that cockroach. You know, and I was like, what is that about? And then I, I started looking at past lives and, and sometimes there was a soul of someone, a human who had done something mad to me and they had come back as a cockroach. So this, this can happen. Then and you can then stomp like, on them. Can, yeah, you're literally you... revived. Like there were times I had, I was in Mexico and I had um, three very large cockroaches like literally run at me. Like this is not a normal thing to like, in the daylight, like run after people, like they usually run away. Right. And I kind of checked in later, but first during the moment, I was like, what is going on? Ew, gross. It had that feeling of like, yuck, I really hate that cockroach. And then I checked in and saw some past lives of these. So yeah, so for example, if I had, cockroaches. Um, no, in this case I was getting, um, I was looking at past lives oh, okay. with information for my angels. I, I probably, I probably could, but I've, I've never, I'll be honest. I've never tried. Oh, you should give it a shot. <laughs> But the interesting thing is I got that if I had, for example, like several of the, the two of those had killed me in past lives as Wait, they were what? inhuman. When they were human, yeah. the souls they that were killed in those, your past they killed lives. me in a past life as a human. Damn. And now there is a cockroach and I'd gotten that like, for example, if I did kill them, it would have like bounced out the car. I, I didn't. And that was fine. I didn't have to do it. But like, you know, they are 
experiencing what it's like to be weak and powerless and be easily killed and stuff because they... Oh. Does that make sense? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And again, it's not in a punitive way, but it's just like, now you understand. <laughs> it's interesting. Why you don't do that? I had right across the street, I remember I had this possum and you can only enter by a gate. And this possum was just stand sitting on the, you know, I couldn't get it. I was terrified because I don't know if he was going to jump on me at rabies. I'm pretty sure they're docile, but I was still not yeah, going to get anywhere near this. pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, but unless I, you, I guess, try and fuck with them. Well, yeah. I don't know. The thing is the way he was looking at me. And so what I did was I, I ran all the way around, like across the block to get into the other gate, like all, like an entire block. I jogged. And yeah. then I walked in. He was on the fence right across from the unit where I lived. That was too weird yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm getting you have past life with karma with that possum. <laughs> and then, what did you do, Rami? I have no idea. What did I you do with that poor possum And past then, life. so I did was, oh crap. So I ran all the way around again. I was like, you know, I'll get it. And he was back there. Yeah. And I had to call my roommate. And, and he goes, well, just come into the garage. I'll let you in. And I was like, well, thank God. I go, he's, <laughs> I go, he was stalking me. And I don't think he was trying to be mean, but it's almost like he was trying to communicate something. I don't know. But it was, I'm an animal lover. Yeah, and sometimes mm-hmm. we'll have past life karma or patterns that we're, you know, playing out with with different people or animals or insects or whatever. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Damn. It's all kind yeah, of complicated. Yeah. It, I'm always interested in you said animals and, um, you know, because I'm pretty sure, well, I'm pretty sure my dog was an angel. I had pe- I, I used to have people coming up to him and he's like, he's no normal dog. He's an, he's actually an angel mm-hmm. dog. And there are a few of them that exist, angels in dog form. But he actually comes to me in my dreams Aww. and we, we communicate <laughs> telepathically. Yeah. Um, and... And one of my friends, I think I mentioned to you, one of my very close friends is a psychic, the one who lives in mm-hmm. Colorado. And she actually said at the time, she goes, I'm going to tell you this because I said, I don't want him to uh, incarnate at all. I want him to wait for me because I don't want us to be missing each other because it was yeah. one of those things where I saw him. It was love at first sight. Mm. It's like I'd just given birth. But she actually said, if you, it's your choice, but if you decide to have a child, he will come back as your child because you're that connected. Mm. Um, so, and I said, I've never heard that before. And it was the first time she had ever said that. She goes, I'll be honest with you. I've never seen that before. She yeah. goes, but it came across so clearly. But so I wanted to ask you about, I mean, not him per se, but I've never heard this before. Yeah. You can have very strong, you know, connections with different souls. And, you know, it's also happened, for example, where, you know, someone's dog passed and then the next dog they had is the same soul. And they'll yeah. do very specific behavioral things that were just so specific to that animal and very unusual. Um, yeah, so this can totally happen. And when we're close with a soul, it's funny because we can incarnate in a lot of different ways. So it's not uncommon, for example, for me to doing a, to be doing a reading for someone and be like, wow, your husband was your son in a previous life or something like I've that. I've heard you know? about that. And it kind of freaks people up. I'm like, actually, this kind of thing happens like all the time. <laughs> are, are, are you able to like say for example find out how somebody passed what do you mean like 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 when you started talking about your dog i was just thinking my one of my cats died under mysterious circumstances and i just thought i wonder if it was possible to kind of ask how did you actually pass away because the vet wasn't able to determine it and thought it might have been a hairball or something like that um, yeah, I was just wondering, like, is that stuff that you're able to kind of... Yeah, I can. I'll, and, and with anything that I'm reading, I have to clarify that I receive information from my 
sources. So whether it's, the, yeah, whether it's that, that being that, you know, the animal or the person I'm communicating with my angels and spirit guides mm. and certain information sometimes will not be given and some will. So I can always ask the question and then mm. we'll see, but yes, it's totally possible. Um, I'm getting, there was some kind of um, toxin or something that your cat had ingested somehow. Maybe because uh, I think I just remember kind of thinking ages ago that um, like somebody mentioned that maybe somebody baited. Yeah, her. that's what I'm getting is some and, kind of like a poison or something. Yeah, because she was just curled up on like my dad let her out at like 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And then my brother came home driving home and um, she was just curled up on the driveway. And he's like, hey, Indy, get out of the way. Indy, Indy, Indy. And she, the cat just wouldn't get up. And so he went and checked and she was just yeah. curled up in a ball. Um, I don't know if we did any toxicology on it, but the... Um, I don't I don't think that it was on purpose, but something that, that she ingested was had poison in it. Mm. Oh, that's so sad. I know. I love little Lindy. <laughs> Is she okay? Yes. She's, yes. Very, she's very good. Because <laughs> she was only young too. She was only a couple of years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's even sadder. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe a little more than a couple of years. Maybe like maybe four or five. But, but still. that's still sad. I know. I, know. But I, I wanted my dog to live till he was 20 and he went at nine. But I also understand that it was they choose when, how to go. Um, yes and no. Yeah. There are things that can happen that are unexpected and that we are learning experiences for us when we're incarnated. But, you know, as a psychic, I have a very different perspective on death because I'm like, yeah, you get to go to the other side. It's awesome over there. That's my <laughs> no, perspective you know, as so well. Not, not yeah. that, so you're no. not scared of death? No. No, no in fact, oh, I mean, my, my first memory is actually of the other side. So I remember from before I was born. Well, that is awesome. <laughs> what tell is us, that? Can you tell us about that? <laughs> sure. So I remember what I believe is, you know, basically kind of right before I incarnated. And I was in a a being of uh, a circle of like white beings. Um, They didn't have like form in the way that, you know, we we think of as human or whatever, but I could sense these different beings. And I was in the circle with them and they basically the... I got the message kind of telepathically because most of the communication happens that way. Telepathically over there, you don't have to like form words and say things. That it was just my time to go. And basically it was time for me to be born. And I don't know, it was about like, oh no. <laughs> really? You actually had that oh, yeah. feeling of, oh, I was just like, shit. oh, I just, I knew this was going to be a hard one. And it, and there were definitely- How was the birth? Um, uh, rough. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I- fully- So you remember all Well, I just remember feeling really hard. And for example, um, when I- was born, I I didn't want to nurse. Like my mom had to like force me to eat because um, I think I was just like, this sucks. <laughs> to, to and this is life. this life. This is this life. Okay. But, you know, and, and by the way, it's not that my life was so horrible or anything. It's just that on the other side, it's so easy and nice and light and things here are tough. And I also, I had a lot of tough things that I was coming here to do. So I was born into so you, were, and you, uh, and you knew that situation. Coming in. Yeah. You knew that. And also just being born with my abilities in, you know, it's not something that's recognized. I no. I'm, it kind of felt like a fish out of water. That was hard. I really, you know, feeling like you're crazy. So, so uh, just quickly, you said that you were, you kind of were being born into like a difficult circumstance. Yeah. Do you know what's going to happen when you come into a new life? Like, oh, is, it, is it set out? Well, most people, um, souls, yes, there's something called, you know, soul life, pre-life planning that happens on the other side. Really? There's a book, if you, you want to yeah. learn more about it, it's called Your Soul's Plan. 
and you can read all about that. It's, it's by Rob Schwartz. And I interviewed Rob Schwartz on my podcast, which is Healing Powers Podcast. So if you want to... Yeah, plug, plug away, plug away. Um, but yeah, this is something that, that happens for everyone. And just like some people are planners and some people aren't, some people have a more structured plan before they come and some are a little more, bit more open. Goosey-goosey. Yeah, exactly. Just like your soul personality. But most people are not going to remember that. And I... Mm. I would say I remember some things. So I don't remember everything. Some things for my own, you know, purposes of incarnation, what I need to accomplish. It's like I can't know all of it, but I know bits and pieces more than most people. Can you can you offer like do you offer life advice to people? Like like if you communicate with somebody, just say, like, you know, myself or Romy, and our souls come in with a plan. Are you able to kind of go, okay, you're not going in that direction or you're going in a different direction or this is the direction that you should be going in? Is that, is that what you mean by well, there's a, pre-played, a plan, prepaid but plan? What? I, don't like pre-paid use, plan? <laughs> I don't like to use shoulds you know, yeah. in, in my work. But yes, I do work with people to help provide guidance on, uh, for example, likely outcomes for their choices, what's happening. So I do a lot of um, work with business leaders, actually, yeah, entrepreneurs, that's, that's what I was thinking. using my abilities to provide information on what's happening for them in their business, their path, um, what's aligned, what's not aligned. We do and have... And they must pay you back. <laughs> <laughs> I do well, like, like a consultant. I do like, exactly. I do like to work with business owners because usually they have bigger budgets than yeah, that's what the I mean. average like, person. Yeah. And I work a lot with uh, clients where they, they pay, you know, by book packages. So instead of like doing yeah. one-offs here and there, they, we work regularly like every, you know, one to two weeks or once a month. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah. So once we have a plan, you know, things can happen that go off plan, just like in, mm. in physical will, life that right? can happen. Right. So, so then you have to, you know, check in and sometimes a new plan is made and, and our guides are constantly working behind the scenes and our angels as well to help us with navigating. So that's why I'm such an advocate of, you know, learning about and connecting with your own intuition, meditation, because when you do that, you're more able to access that guidance information that is really about helping you have a kind of better, easier path. Remember when uh, we first started doing the podcast, I think it was our second or third podcast and Bruce Thomas was on. Yes. And I had a question because I said, I've had dreams where I've had coaching from Marilyn Monroe and I've been in master classes oh with gosh. like Gregory Peck and Carrie Grant. She's one of my guides. Too. And, <sighs> and it was, I've heard her because I used to be very clairaudient at one point and I have a I have a guide, but, and I said, we need to get a psychic on because I always want to know why are, like, I'm having like these coachings and classes. Soul group. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same with me. So when I started channeling and well, first of all, Marilyn Monroe shut up for me when I was like 12 or 13 and not like the Marilyn Monroe that you see in the movies, but more like her, I guess her soul personality, yeah. not when she was on, you know, it was more just like her just being her. And then when I started channeling, and the ones that showed up, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like Frank Sinatra, Teen Martin, Abraham Lincoln, you know. Oh, and Abe. Yeah, yeah. Wow. My master's in poli sci, by the way. I always wanted to be oh. president when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, it's your soul group. So a lot of times your soul oh. group, your guides are connected with you and your soul group. Cary Grant is one of, is part of my soul group. That yeah. is I, awesome. I'm, I, when I'm, when when we're off the air, I'll tell you because I did see one of my spirit guides. And um, I'll tell you. Uh, just very quickly, because I don't want to talk about it on air. I'm very private about it. I'm pr- private about him. But I actually saw him physically. But the first time I saw a movie of his, um, I wasn't familiar with him at the time because I was quite young. But something struck me about him watching this black and white movie, silent film. I'm just like, there's something about him. And 
I and I know him as a soul. Yeah, and I had to. I started re. I became a fan of his because I said, "There's there's something so special about him. I feel connected to this individual that I've never seen before and is dead." (laughs) And then, what happened was after I became a Reiki master and I did reach the third level, everything opened up. My channels. I mean, they were opened up when I became a Reiki practitioner. But every level you do, you get more because I'm a Reiki master too. Yeah, totally pops you open. Pops you open. Yeah, and as soon as that happened. All the channels were open and that's when I thought I was going crazy. Um, and I saw one morning, I heard, I saw this man and in my room and he was looking just at my DVD collection. And I remember I thought, and it was around 9 a.m. So the light was shining in and he looked, he wasn't like like you or, or Dan. Like I knew he was a spirit because it was almost like um, he was see-through a little bit. Translucent, yeah. but also kind, kind of, of light. Light yeah. and you know, in the matrixy thing where they're just, they're just, I don't know, kind of shimmery. I don't know. Yeah. And then I remember saying, thinking, there's a man looking at my DVD collection and he turned his head because he heard me telepathically. Yeah. And he, he disappeared in an instant with this, the most inaudible pop. And I just remember thinking, that's what that noise is. It's them apparating, disapparating. It's mm-hmm. like a, that I sometimes hear in the back of my mind. That's so interesting. And so I thought I was going nuts and I had to (laughs) see a medium because actually I was terrified. Um, And then he was speaking to me and he brought people like Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. And one morning, one in the middle of the night, I actually had to wake up because they were talking. And I said, yo, I can hear you. Can can I sleep? (laughs) I said, love you guys, but really I need to sleep. Um, And... Like I said, it was very scary for me. I wanted to know that I was going crazy. And unfortunately, I wasn't because she saw everything that I was seeing. She described yeah. him to a T. And um, and I haven't spoken to him a lot because what happened was I was so fascinated by the whole process after I accepted it. I started hanging out more in the spirit world than in the real world. And some, I would say I'm, the material world. Yeah, Bruce material world. world. <laughs> to me, that other world is just as real as this one. But we tend to think of this one because yeah. we're in it as real. But I would just say it's just material. Yeah, and I just started kind of forgetting. Is that what Madonna was singing about? I know. But <laughs> the material. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Different. But yeah. has that happened to you where it's... Because it is, you're right. It is actually something so nice and special. Mm-hmm. And being around evolved souls... And I felt like there was so much growth, but I realized I'm not living, I'm not learning while I'm supposed to be learning in, in this life through yeah. other inter, inter, interaction. Yeah. I think it really is about balance. So it is important to be connected with here, but when, with, and I'm pointing up to, you know, the spirit, <laughs> we the tend fan. to think of it as up. <laughs> yeah. Even though that's not quite right, but um, energetically it's up and, and then the physical realm and you know, there are people that can be so in this sort of spiritual realm that they're not really here. They're not really grounded. And we can only be our most impactful when we're grounded in spirit, but at the same time connecting with that. So I think that's balanced. So my um, birthday is May 20th, which means I'm a Taurus Gemini cusp. And that is, I think, very significant. That's part of what I'm here to do is help bridge the gap between the material and the spiritual. So, you know, Taurus is earth, Gemini is air. So I'm like, oh, God, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what? Because uh, you guys seem pretty open 
um, and receptive. What advice? Because I don't, I've never really had that I can remember any kind of experiences like that. Does that mean I'm just not as open or my, I'm not as receptive to my intuition and stuff like that? Like what, what advice would you give to somebody that's maybe more, would you say logical? Yeah. Is well, that what would you describe it? Like I don't want to I would say pooing anything, but yeah, or just not logical, as aware. Yeah, just not as aware. Not as aware. I mean, here's the thing. I think there's some people who have really strong abilities where regardless of anything, it's gonna come through. I'm one of those people. Like yeah. I didn't need to try it, I wasn't trying to access it, I didn't take classes, it was just yeah. really strong. Because I would love that. You I'm, would like to have some well, I mean to have like a bit more, you know, like guidance right and, right and be more aware of like oh okay cool thank you I'll but, yeah. go but in that there's there's now. a curse that comes with that and i think you might i don't agree mean fully open and like no but, but, but even if you have no but practiced. i don't mean curse but i'm just saying that sometimes i have an instinct and i'll do this in auditions and i'll go in and i'll just be like yeah i'm i'm not gonna book this and it's that sinking feeling where you want to go really well but you just know instinctively because i can feel it in my body this role is not for me mm. and i'm not gonna get it and it sucks to actually know that because the hope just dissipates well i think i think the goal is to get the information and then instead of getting pulled into what what you you know wanted to be to, to follow what is being guided and then it's easier for you so I think you know to go back to what you're saying Dan that you know we don't most people have any kind of intuitive mm. psychic training as a kid. Like I would love to transform this. I love in society, in life, as a little kid, you learn to meditate. As a little kid, you learn about the different clairs. So clairvoyance, which is seeing, clairaudience, hearing, clairsentience, feeling, you know, all these things, you at least have that as a part of your, you know, ideas awesome. and beliefs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um I think there's also many people who actually have strong psychic abilities who have never gotten training and so they just don't know it. So mm. my mother, as an example, is very psychic, but it's not until I started taking classes and then I started teaching and then she's, because she was curious, she started to take some of my classes and it was super fascinating because she's super psychic, but she never... So you teach? Never, yeah, I teach, I teach Can classes. you tell us about... Where yeah. you teach and so plug I it. teach, yeah, I teach classes kind of all over. So I just taught one in Ireland when I was there. Nice. I'll be in I'll teach you in a couple of weeks in Maui, and that one's on like energy and intuition. I teach in Washington D.C. regularly. I teach in New York. Um, I have a class coming up that I'm working on the details now in uh, just outside of Orlando, Florida. Um, so I'm I'm set up these group classes wherever I'm traveling because I travel all the time uh, in different locations, and then I also have a lot of students that are just one on one. You know over the internet, you know, and honestly, over the phone is a great way to do intuitive work because one of the hardest parts for people is to dismiss whatever their logical mind is telling them. So if you're over the phone, you don't have anything. Mm. To, you can't be like, well, I, I saw that person, so I, I guessed that or whatever. Like, oh, I get you. there's no I body language. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing there's, for there's you no way to, that they can... Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah. you have is the voice or my voice or whatever, but in many cases, you're not even looking at something. Yeah. Do you think... Everybody has sort of a, a psychic instinct and some are just more evolved than others. I do. So anybody can learn. Anyone can learn. It's just like almost anything. There's a huge range of natural ability. Uh, you know, everyone can, you know, paint or draw something for the most part uh, or have some kind of athletic ability, um, you know, and then some people are amazing, you know, Olympic mm. athletes or yeah. incredible artists or whatever. But the thing is, we have a lot of people here that actually do have really strong abilities, but they have never tried it. They've never been taught. So they don't even know what they can do. So I've taught classes where people are like, yeah, I'm just kind of curious. And then we start 
exercises, psychic exercises, and they are crazy Mm -hmm. psychic. Like they could be a professional psychic, but they've just never tried it. You know, we're just living in this mass society where no one's being taught this, you know, unless Mm -hmm. they seek it out. And most people aren't even having the opportunity to do that until they're an adult. And, you know, so you're missing those formative years and when people could really hone their gifts, you know, because kids learn so much faster. Yeah, they're more open. Kids are more open. At, At what age... Do people start being more closed off to that? I mean, talk about children, but at 16, are they still fairly open? I'd say there's there's different stages where they can either open or close. So I would say, you know, babies are super open. You know, if you look at babies and they're like looking around sometimes and you're like, they're totally seeing angels and spirits and things like that. Absolutely. And then, you know, I would say maybe six or seven, it's sort of the age where people start to become, kids start to become more aware of what other people are thinking and what's okay to think. And they start to like analyze more. And then I think adolescence and teenage years, again, it can- Formal education. Yeah. 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 And sort of indoctrination into Mm. society and this is the way and this isn't the way. But what's interesting for me is that I think because my guests are so strong at those ages when a lot of people are losing it, it became really strong for me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't shut it out. It became actually really overwhelming. Were people super curious with you, like friends and, and family, when you were like? Well, I didn't talk about it. No, okay. because I thought it was crazy. I literally didn't say. Yeah. I mean, the only but there were things. I mean, when I finally like came out with it, mm. um, and this was when I was in college, my mom was like, "Oh my gosh, all of these things make sense now." Because <laughs> I, I feel like maybe because a lot more. I, I do believe a lot more people are more open to this kind of Especially stuff. more nowadays. Yeah, I think yeah, people, yeah. And so if back in some, the day, you couldn't say, yeah. oh yeah, I talked to my psychic. Now I'm just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And especially, I went to my spiritual especially advisor. Especially in Los Angeles. Where yeah. Like, like if you were going to like school here and you were a teenager and your gifts are really strong, I bet you everybody would be like, oh, I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend and just kind of like, you know, communicate with you. Interestingly yeah. enough, sort of my... And I wouldn't say I'm incredibly psychic, but I have had very psychic moments and they didn't start coming out even before I was a Reiki master, but it was actually when I was 14, 15, 16. Yeah. Where I'm saying it kind of, for some people it amps up and some people it it starts out. And I think- Dreams. Like I dreamt exactly how I would meet my first boyfriend. I didn't know him at the time, but I knew what he looked like. I knew who he was with. I knew where and what time or not what time I knew was in the evening. I didn't know what day. And and I did. I met I met him exactly that way. And I said, "There he is. That's that's my that's my first boyfriend." And I didn't. Did he know. have a choice? Of course he did. But I, the thing is, I dreamt about it, and that yeah. was one of the first psychic dreams I had because it was so clear and so vivid. And he did. He and then he just kind of went away, and I didn't think anything of it because I, I don't try to force anything. And I remember he came back, and he asked my number, asked me out, and then. There you go. But, there, but I always thought that was the fascinating. But there's, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I have, uh, well, I guess, what do you say? Like intuition or, or, yeah. or communication. And I'm just completely oblivious to it. Yeah. I kind of yeah. feel it. Like I um, I think it would be very, very interesting to become more. You should in, take classes. No, no. I was going to ask, like, how, yeah. like, are you booked out for like a million years? Like our last yeah. <laughs> medium we had in? <laughs> No, I, you know, I have sometimes openings last minute and sometimes it might be like a couple of weeks or something. It just depends on yeah. my travel schedule um, is largely it and, and any television or anything like that that I might be doing. But yeah, what I'm getting for you is it'd be really helpful just to explore and start to 
try these different abilities. So, you know, what I do when I teach is I walk a person through the different options and then we just do practice exercises and see how the information comes in. Because for one person, it might be all feelings in their body. You know, they might like tune into something and they they literally might feel what's going in that situation in their own body. Some people see pictures um, and then you have to learn how to interpret that. Exactly. Because there's sometimes things are literal and sometimes there's like the symbol language, you know, that they're communicating in symbols uh, and then you have to start to decode and understand what those symbols mean. Mm. Um, there's a lot of people are telepathic. They just get the information coming right through their thoughts. And yeah, then you yeah. have to learn what is your thought? What is a guide? What is, you know, Stephanie over there? <laughs> what is whatever, yeah, yeah. You know, because when you're telepathic, it's a really incredible ability, but it's also very confusing. Most people tend to take ownership of their thoughts completely. And in my experience, it's actually more like, like this. We're talking, I can tell, you know, when Remy's talking, you tell when you're talking to him. I can tell when I'm talking. But with our thoughts, it's all jumbled. And most mm. people just assume it's all theirs when it actually, it's not at all. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I actually can usually feel when it's instinct. And my my friend in Colorado, she goes, I said, I don't really trust my instinct sometimes. She goes, because you don't trust yourself. But do you think of it as God whispering in your ear? And I know a lot you of times suck. when it's... <laughs> <laughs> so mean. I never hear that. You are awesome. That. You would never say that. That wasn't me. That was something up there that came and told me to say. Demon. Um, but it actually is because sometimes it's not what you think. It seems illogical. And that's what yeah. I know because I'm, I, totally. I, I think I very think much like this is the right thing to do and I should move about it this way. And then another thought comes like, no, try it this way. And I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. But actually when I go do it the illogical way, like magic happens. Totally. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest things we're so taught to be analytical, logical. Yeah. That's and, my problem. And the, yeah. And the intuitive stuff. I've got a lot of problems, Dan. I do. I've got a lot of problems. <laughs> Just makes no sense, literally. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's not even about whatever it seems to be about. So as an example, when I was very first starting my business, so I started my business as a psychic during the recession, you know, not oh, an easy thing time. to do. <laughs> yeah. Well done. <laughs> so unemployed, economy is terrible. Um, I, my master's is in poli sci. I worked in higher education and politics and government, like definitely out of the box for me. And so basically I was starting from scratch. Like there was mm-hmm. nothing in my previous work that had any kind of tie in into this new area. And one of the psychic messages I got was to do readings at a local coffee shop. And I'll be honest, I really didn't want to do that. Like, I'm like, I don't want to do readings at a coffee shop. You know, I wanted it to be more private. And I'm like, but the message was so strong. And so after a little bit of resistance, I put up a flyer in the window of the coffee shop and like, you know, said, okay, I'm going to do it on Wednesday. Well, on Monday of that week, the managing editor of the local paper called and asked if he could write a story about me. He'd seen the flyer oh, and he wow. just thought it'd be like a cool, like personal interest I story. Love this. Yeah. yeah. So he wrote, he came in the first time I ever did it at the coffee shop. I did a reading for him. He watched me give a reading to someone else. And then, you know, two days later, Wednesday or, or a couple of days later, so this was like Wednesday, Friday, I think it was, it was in the regional newspaper with the two photos and like a long story written about me. So it wasn't about the readings in the coffee shop is about the article. Uh, I still have clients yeah, yeah, yeah. that are from me. And this was years ago that heard about me from that story. So, you know, sometimes we we might be like, I don't even want that, but they may be just kind of giving you the first step to something else that yeah, you do yeah, want, yeah. but you, it's like, you don't know the whole you picture. You just have to do that step. That, that actually happened to me recently. Again, I'm not going to say it on air and it seemed illogical for me to do. And Everything, when I was asked to do something, I was just like, this is not something I would do. I'm far too busy. But when I was asked, I immediately, without 
a split second yeah. hair. I just went, yes, I'll do it. And she was shocked. Yeah. And she, she was like, whoa. She's like, she's like, I wasn't even expecting that. And I'll tell you about that after as well. But okay. it's, but something big did come of that that yeah. I didn't expect. Right. And it's kind of the thing that I've been waiting for. Again, I don't want to talk about it. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But Aww. can you tell us about Abraham Lincoln? Oh, sure. <laughs> would, would you mind if I took some video of Yeah, this? not at all. So, yeah. So uh, when I was, as a beginning psychic, I started to get all these spirits coming through that wanted to talk. And it was interesting because I was like, why are you talking to me? And then later I realized like, okay, soul group, you know, we're connected on a soul level. But one of the first spirits to come to me was Abraham Lincoln. And I have, my master's is in um, political science. I used to work in government politics. So in that sense, you know, the interest wasn't a surprise, but I still was like, whoa, Abraham Lincoln's here. But he uh, gave a very interesting message, which is, I think it was to help me, but also to pass on the message to other people that would hear it from me, which is that when this country was founded, it was the government um, and politics was a real way to influence the world and bring light and knowledge into the world. But that system has gotten really locked up. And he was telling me that the way that a lot of teacher souls uh, are coming into the world now is through arts, uh, media, creativity. And I think I need that message because I was really trying to let go of that old world. So my master's in poli-sci, when I was a kid, I wanted to be president. (laughs) And then once I opened up psychically, I just did this huge kind of focus shift and released all that. So I'm like really not engaged with politics um, anymore at all. But him as, you know, someone who was an incredible leader in our country, sharing that message for me was very helpful. And it also really made sense. I think there's a lot of teacher souls, leader souls that are in arts, media, entertainment, uh, and creativity, because this is the way to reach people at this time. Like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I think there's many... Because he's doing so much for at least the, you know, the earth. Mm -hmm. I think there's many different um, teacher souls that are here. Yeah, musicians, filmmakers, you know, actors, um, you know, writers, et cetera, that are here. Um, And and one of the things about entertainment creativity is it's about about, um, planning the idea, the seed that people can then take and incorporate and influence themselves instead of like government is a more structured, like forceful Mm -hmm. way. Um, And I think that no longer aligns in terms of the most influential way to reach people. Did he talk about John Wilkes Booth at all? (laughs) Um, No, that didn't come up in that particular conversation. Did you know though, that his wife had a psychic reading and he was warned not to go to the theater that day and he didn't listen? Really? He told you that? No, this is known in history. Oh, this is known. Okay. (laughs) We don't come up in that conversation, but no, this is a thing. Will you ask him next time? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I would love to know the answer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I dare say he doesn't like him. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't know because as you, as As they um, pass on. You know, but you don't know that in a previous life, you know, Lincoln may have totally fucked over John Wilkes Booth and then tables are turned. You never know. I don't, I don't get that, the sense that that's what's going on. But we do have karma with people where, um, even for example, we're learning, karmic lessons. Um, you may have incarnated with someone where you're learning to have stronger boundaries or delicious your intuition and not you know, fall into similar patterns with that particular person as well. If you don't learn something in this life, do you have to come again and do it again? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're basically constantly learning. Yeah. And there's certain types of learning that can only happen through incarnation, which is why we do it again and again and again. And again and yeah. again. And at the same and time, you know, this idea of time is actually... 
man-made? Well, it's 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 here in the material plane, but you know, um, the idea that we are actually kind of doing all of our lives all at once or something—it's like really fascinating. Like the multi-dimensional. Kind of. Do you yeah. do you believe in the multiverse? I mean, does that in quantum physics? Yeah, yeah. Do. So, is there, for instance, is there because I had a conversation with one of my neighbors, and she said that she saw herself in an alternate reality, and she saw she witnessed herself die, and I thought it was so cool. Not that her other her died, but that she astral projected and witnessed that. And she said it was very real. Yeah. So does- I, I, I would definitely believe that that um, is happening and that can happen. You can have a sense of that for sure. Yeah. And again, most people are not going to have that kind of awareness or connection, but also if it is coming up, there's probably a reason, something for her that's being shown out of that. Maybe not to trust the person that killed her. <laughs> right. Or a lesson or something yeah. to you know, learn, pay attention to. And sometimes I do wonder when something shitty happens, you're like, all right. I, and for what me, what did I do? I was, don't get me started. <laughs> but I always think to myself, where's the lesson here? Yeah, because absolutely. and Dan knows I've had a lot of shit happen to me. Not great. And, and I let it go so easily. I don't, I'm not angry. I was like, there's a lesson here and I have to learn from this because as I tell my mother all the time, I, I said, listen, I'm, I'm not incarnating. I, I'm done with this. I'm learning everything now. I'm just going to stay up there. Mm. I joke around that. I hope it's true, but I do yeah, joke I've, about that a lot. I've accepted a lot of things kind of lately and just become a bit more calm with things and stuff like that. And, and it, it, it works. At least I feel it does. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a balance between, you know, accepting the things that are maybe not aligned, not for us, but at the same time, knowing that we have an incredible ability to create. Mm. And a lot of what we believe or don't believe we can do is, uh, I would say, man-made or, you know, human-made. It's cultural. And also, if we are doing the things that we came here to do, there's also often a lot of flexibility around that. But if we're not doing the things that we came here to do, everything sometimes will get kind of locked down. Okay. So if you're like, kind of like, you know, if you're doing well in your job, then you like on your free time, you can do whatever. Mm. But if you're not doing your job, like everything's going to kind of grind to a halt. And sometimes it's because it's almost like you have to start over. I mean, there there are situations where people are kind of like not missing their lockdown and they will literally die to start over so that they can like... Oh, wow. Yeah restart whatever that, you know, get back on track. Like mm, that'll happen. Mm. Um, we had a medium on once and, and I'd asked this because do you, do people who are psychic or mediums, do you, you experience the same thing differently? Because there were things, I've Dan, if you'll remember that I've, I've asked that the other one just kind of shut down. No, it doesn't work that way. Remember we had talked about past lives and she goes, no, no, that doesn't exist and things like that. And okay, I'm, well, I'm going like, to say that's total BS. <laughs> Sorry, but that's, I mean. Well, she also saw things differently. Like she, she didn't see physical things. She, she, it was energy or something. Like I will that, say it? that every psychic Frequencies. has Frequencies, different abilities and also that your own beliefs will influence what you see and sense. So if you don't believe yeah. in incarnation, you may not even, even be able to access it, that. Um, but I think it's a fairly common concept for psychics to recognize, you know, yeah. past lives and the other side and all of that. But it's funny because some people, you know, when they hear I'm a psychic, one of the first things some people ask me is like, what color is my aura? And I'm like, I don't see auras. <laughs> you know, that doesn't mean I'm not psychic and that auras aren't real. I absolutely believe auras are real and that certain people can see them, but I don't see them. But I'm also not saying like, oh, I don't see them. Therefore, they're not real. I can actually sense auras. 
Yeah, I can feel yeah. people's How energy more, to, oh, but not, I can't it's, get it's shit. not as much of a visual for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need your help one day. <laughs> get it. I'd like to take classes as yeah, well. I'd I wanna, like to be. I want to do like yeah. an individual session and kind of get a bit. I just want to get more in tune well, to can't my. We split a session and yeah. be more, you know, affordable. Affordable, yeah, that kind of thing. You, you can um, totally do that if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, just so I, I just want to become a bit more in tune with my intuition. So I like. Uh, yeah, not, you need that more than I do. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> no, like, I want to, you know, go in the right direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make it, you don't want to spend time. To yeah. me, it's about like, you don't want to spend time and energy going off. Something yeah. That and then go, going, ah, crap. And then have to walk yeah. all the way over this side. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, I want to become more in tune and more trusting of when things pop into my mind. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think a big thing for me is allowing it right. to come into my mind or come into my heart or wherever it is, uh, rather than just logically going, okay, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? And and then I think that kind of stifles the message. What's Does your, that make sense? What's yeah. your um, astrological sign? Uh, I don't know. Your birthday just passed. Yeah, I'm a Scorpio. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Scorpios are they're generally a very psychic, intuitive sign. Maybe I am. I'm just not aware of it. Uh, that's what I'm getting. You just really need to practice and like learn because you just never accessed it. I'm getting you. You are uh, claircognizant. Have you heard that term? No, I have not. Where but you just I'm know curious. where you just know things. Ooh. But the the trick with claircognizance and also with telepathy, which is where you get information thoughts, is that your logical mind can just like be like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, my logical mind just, mind's just a dismiss prick. it, right? <laughs> and so you'll get you'll get like a guy idea, and then your logical mind, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's yeah, or, dumb, oh, I don't whatever. want to do that. I, or I was in like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't do that. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. And so the the trick is to learn how to accept it, believe that it's possible, and then I'm also getting with some practice, you would have um, clairvoyance as well. <gasps> Ooh. Which is the one that everyone wants, like, because it's like really, you know, which, that's what in movies and everything, it's like, that's the that's Which the thing. ones am I? Um, what's, just clever yeah. once again. What, what's that's that? seeing. Oh, so, yes, I'm totally doing <laughs> classes with you now. I want this to happen. This is going to be awesome. Anyway, awesome. continue. Sorry. Um, so, you're, you definitely have a lot of telepathy as well, where you just get information through thoughts, um, just unknowing. And um, you're very empathic, you feel. You know, other people's emotions, energy. Um, definitely for you, it's important to learn how to clear that and clear it really regularly because otherwise you end up taking other people's energy. And then when you try and do it for yourself, you're also intuiting with other people's kind of input. Does that make sense? So it's like, you, and it's the same thing with telepathy. If you don't clear your mind of other people's energy, their kind of input is going to be in that information, the guidance that you receive. That's, you know, the other day, I had the worst day because I was all happy. And then one of my neighbor just unloaded on me yeah. all of her problems. Yeah. So you, you have to learn how to be like, whoop, first of all, set up a boundary. I can ask Archangel Michael is great for this to ask for, for shielding from other people's energy and then set the intention and visualize it going back. There's a couple other things you can do that are really great for clearing energy you've absorbed. One is infrared sauna. I love infrared sauna. Um, you can use sage. Um, salt baths are great. And then, you know, meditation and visualization, asking your angels and spirit guides to help are all huge as well. Can I be, like I told you, I was clairaudient at one time. I shut it all off yeah. because it was scary, but can I get that back and be able to turn it on and off? Sure. So yeah. And like for me, I would say don't, 
ever like turn it off, but I would say I turn it down. Okay. You know, so time I'm like, okay, I got to focus on something here. Um, you know, but then when I'm working, it's like I turn it way back up. Um, yeah, it's it's about um, setting the intention, and then also because you got overwhelmed, learning how to sort of filter out what you don't want to connect with. So it's the same thing for me when I was super psychic and a little kid and then into adolescence and early adulthood, I just didn't know how to control what was coming in. So the analogy gave our minds, our lives, and our energy fields are very much like a garden. Imagine if you just get a patch of land, it's going to be filled with weeds and all kinds of like Mm. just random stuff that you probably don't want in your garden. You have to weed that stuff out and then you have to plant your flowers, your fruits, your vegetables, whatever. Um, Angels and spirit guides are very much like whatever you want to plant in the garden. Then you have to weed out all the other stuff, which could be, you know, entities. It could be ghosts. It could be your neighbor. It could be whatever. And you have to just be like, oh, nope, I don't want that in my garden. And in the beginning, you have to do more weeding, but then eventually, like you have to just do a little bit of weeding, a little maintenance over time. It gets much easier. Um, quick question, because you mentioned Archangel Michael. Yeah. I love, he's my hero. Yes, he's and amazing. he's hot. But, <laughs> totally. Girls, but I, I actually, because I, because I was considering getting his name or his symbol as my next tattoo, but <laughs> there's something that stopped me from doing that. And it, it is instinct. It's just like that, it, or it might just be fear. I haven't learned if it's instinct or me saying maybe it's not good luck to have his symbol not just his name in, in writing, um, but his actual archangel symbol, which is, I think it's like that or something like that. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know the symbols. I'll have to check that out. But I don't know. I would just ask when you are feeling that, just ask where is that feeling of no coming from and see if you can get clarity. Okay. You know, so that's the thing. Once you learn to practice that it's a conversation and, and, you, and you can ask for for guidance and information on whatever it is that you're getting. So I do that a lot with my students for psychic training. So if something comes in, what does that mean? I don't know. Well, let's ask. Let's see if we can get, you know, Mm. dig deeper. And by the way, even if you have no psychic abilities, you can do this with the, the sort of universe. You can ask your angels and spirit guides for a sign or message and then pay attention to what comes in. So that's what I'm saying. Like for Dan or for anyone who doesn't feel like they are accessing their own abilities. So it's so fascinating, guys. Like it's crazy. It starts to feel like super wild world when you do it. So um, so even I would do this when I'm trying to make a decision. And uh, one of very striking example was when I was pretty early on as a psychic and I'd, I'd gotten the message to raise my prices and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't an ego about it, that it was actually a guided idea. So it's like angels and spirit guides, you know, give me a sign that I cannot misunderstand help me understand if this is the right thing for me to do right now. And I was driving home from uh, Denver to my hometown of Lafayette. And so about 30 minutes later, I pulled up in my um, you know, driveway and went into my mailbox. And in my mailbox was a magazine that I had never subscribed to, by the way. And the front page, you know, kind of headline article was 10 reasons why you should raise your prices. <laughs> and then inside oh, <laughs> were 10 reasons. And it was, it was, you know, listed to me, it was mailed to me. Again, I didn't order it. Mm-hmm. So the, these are, you know, you can ask for signs, messages, pay attention. And and if, and if you're, even if you're not clear, you can ask for additional signs and messages. And you should read the book um, E Squared, uh, Pam Grell, because she actually talks about this and how okay. to, you can just, it, it, and I like this particular, her particular books because she actually talks about how there, she gives you exercises mm-hmm. and they go very simple in the beginning yeah. and then a little more complicated, but it, it, it's a gradual process. So the first thing you do is, oh, you know, universe, show me a symbol of a duck, <laughs> show me a balloon or something like that, or show, give me a gift within 72 hours. I think that's like the first lesson. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and you might see like a butterfly or something. I think when I did it, I want to say it was like a balloon. I just saw a balloon that said love on it. Mm, yeah. And I thought that was sweet. But and you'll and I think then you'll know what that is. You should get that book. Yeah. So E squared. E squared, it's E two. Um, yeah, Pam Grout. Cool. I'll, I'll check. Wonderful into that. book, folks. Just, uh, <laughs> have you read it? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quick question: Like yeah. when you ask uh, your, you know, uh, angels and spirit guides and things like that, is there any particular process that you go through for that? Like, what would you recommend for me if I went home and went, okay, sure. let's just ask? Yeah. So definitely ask your angels and spirit guides to protect that channel and specifically Archangel Michael. It's a great one. And then just, mm-hmm. you can even ask Archangel Michael directly. He's definitely here today talking with us for a sign. Just at, say, you know, angels and spirit guides, Archangel Michael, please, um, you know, give me a sign that would be helpful for me. And if you have a specific question, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. ask that. And it can get really specific. Like it's yeah. kind of incredible. Like like have, that one I gave you. Yeah. Do you have to be relaxed or is it just any... No, I think you just ask. Just be open. Yeah. yeah it's just like a conversation. Cool. You know, so there are definitely nuances to this type of work, but at the same time, the biggest principle is ask. Um, do know that they are very literal. So, you know, especially <laughs> if we're asking for things in our life, like I have just cracked up so often that sometimes when they're like, well, they answered my prayer. It's not what I was thinking, but they did technically. <laughs> what's, what's an example of that? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, you could, you could, um, you know, for example, you could ask for more money and then you could find a bunch of coins on the ground. <laughs> And right? Like, Shit. Yeah. No, maybe, but like literally, that is, yes, they yeah. have answered your prayer. And so I find it to be very important to be specific and clear. And then also, um, sometimes we'll do things, we'll ask for something, but then there's something in our life that we're doing that's not aligned with that. And so we then have to figure out what is it that isn't aligned with that. And then he'll clear or release that as well. Yeah. So, so, so do you mean you'll get a, a message kind of saying, hey, you need to, get rid of that first before we can give you right is, is that what you mean yeah so the the reason being um i think the universe is kind of like a netflix here you guys watch netflix yes okay. of course okay so you, you know there's like this uh the algorithm and like whatever you watch it kind of suggests other yes. things mm-hmm. that are similar so whatever you're choosing in your life the universe is kind of automatically sending you that okay yeah so whatever you say or think is relevant, but the things that you are choosing have the most important. You could say, "Hey, I love romantic comedies." If all you're watching is horrors, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get horror. And that's not to say that horror isn't you know fun and like a good thing to watch. But um, it, you know, whatever you are actively choosing in your life is mm-hmm. going to have the biggest priority. So let's say you're actively choosing maybe dysfunctional situations, situations where there's lack and struggle. And you want something more abundant. You want more positive people, more healthy relationships. Um, you you can ask for that, and then you know ask Still for choose signs, the but you can still choose that and it's going to be really hard for that other thing to come in because you are actively choosing the thing that isn't what you're saying. Is that why like so many girls on Facebook are like, oh, men all suck. Why do I keep picking bad men and then blaming the men? Do you think they'd need to take some responsibility? Is that No, absolutely. There's there's definitely... something in that and there's there's something in you you're either accepting something in your life that you shouldn't accept like um, or, or well and i think also you have to look at the deeper picture about it because a lot of times 
um, women are in that pattern because on some unconscious level, they they feel or believe happened. that they, yeah, and they feel or believe that they need to help heal or save or rescue people. It's probably yeah, an yeah. unconscious yeah. pattern. And men do but, it too, by the way. No, yeah, no, totally. yeah. I was in it because like my ex, my ex-husband, that was, that was the whole dynamic yeah. for me on a deep unconscious level. I didn't know that that's what was going on. But yeah, now that yeah. I have my With, awareness, like, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what I meant, right? As in like take, uh, like take responsibility of like, you know, okay, I need to sit back and go, okay, why is this yeah. continually happening? Happening to me. What is it exactly. that maybe I'm missing or feeling? There's or some, you, yeah, absolutely. Instead of just, it's everybody else. Yeah, it's. I think when you are playing the victim, that's not to say that people horrible Can't things don't yeah, happen, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. to people. But at the same time, there's always something for us to like look at and be like, okay, what am I to learn from this, and how can I learn and grow and mm. move forward? Mm. Um, and it's actually that's a much more empowered place to be because it's you're like, in charge. Yeah, yeah, you can. And so for me, when I went through my divorce and it was a really so can challenging you say that again. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Which part? The about learning and growing. The whole oh, podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. So whenever we're experiencing something that's challenging, I think the easy thing is to just feel that you are, you know, the victim and it was out of your control. But if you can uh, look at it from a different perspective and think about it as an opportunity for learning, growing, there's something that's being presented for you to learn from, then it's a much more empowered and positive place to to Mm. be from. And then you can actually move forward in a much better way. So for me, when I went through my divorce and I, um, there were a lot of things that happened that I could have very easily felt, you know, a victim, but it's so funny. I went to this um, counselor and he was like, there was something in that relationship. You had some clues, even though it you know, wasn't on the surface. And that's actually a lot of what got me to be a psychic. It's like, I need to dig in, not just what people are showing me, but like what is going on behind the scenes. And that mm. allowed me to, you know, access my intuition and, uh, you know, look at people psychically before I started dating them, for example. But yeah, you know, oh, seriously. Yeah. No, I do that with, and a lot of my clients will ask me to look at, you know, certain people and, you know, so I can see what's going on sort of behind the scenes, (laughs) so to speak. It is so cool. Okay. So I have to ask, and by the way, it's, yeah, but did, before you, um, when you said yes to the pod, to the podcast, did you, did you look at me and Dan first? And um, try to get a sense. Not, not on a deep level, um, but I, I pretty quickly now because I access my intuition uh-huh. so often. I'll, I'll get a quick like yes or no and be like yes, no. And mm. so in this case, I just like knew that it was a, an aligned thing. Yeah, thing like, to do. I'm charming as shit. So are you? <laughs> yes. like, why the hell not? So are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're so happy you no, came this was on. A lot of fun. This was so Thank much you. fun. Really I, I actually feel. Dan's brain exploding just a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I'm excited. In a nice way. I kind of feel yeah. like it's this untapped kind of thing that I'm like, yeah. Like, cause You've I, been I, talking about this for a while. Yeah. And I yeah. do. Since I get you're very psychic, time. actually. Like oh, I do. I really do get that there's yeah. so many people here that cool. in this world that they just have it, but they just never, they've never been exposed. They've never tried it. So they just yeah. have never, you know, connected with their, their own abilities. Yeah. And like I'm sure I could be a great skier, but I've never tried. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, I, I think this has been really cool. This has been Laura, really informative. Thank you and, so yeah, much. Thank you this so was much. so much fun. Yay, yes. it was. <laughs> and um, yeah, is, is there any way, uh, how can people get in contact with you sure. and all that sort of fun stuff? So my psychic, you know, website, I also have one for my more creative work is different, but it's healingpowers.net. And um, my podcast where we talk about all this kind of stuff all the time, as Mm -hmm. well as health, is called Healing Powers Podcast. So that's on all the major podcast networks, Spotify, you know, Stitcher, et cetera. And then you can also find me on social media. I'm at Healing Powers on Facebook. I'm on Instagram at LauraPowers44. And that's some of my modeling and other stuff too. Um, And then I'm on Twitter at that LauraPowers as well. 
Sounds good. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, on that note, thank you so thank much you. for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank we you, love everyone. you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.